All right, if you have your Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 4, it's a joy to be back here. I can never put into the words, if I just were to take my whole time tonight and just tell you how much we've enjoyed being here. It's been a really joy to uh, preach with my sons and then to sit and listen to them preach, and that's been a... uh, been a real blessing. Both of them preached my sermons, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. They did not. I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, we've had a great time. Appreciate the nice room, the meals, and just the fellowship. Uh, the church, the college has really went out of their way uh, to take very good care of, of us, and we've been very humbled uh, by your hospitality. And if you're visiting tonight, and uh, man, I want to encourage you to come back and to hear the pastor. If you're a member here, and you, you come Wednesday night, and you go, oh, we got a guest speaker, okay? Uh, but anyway, I know how that feels for some of you, but I, I pray that tonight that you'll allow the message to be a help and a blessing to you. And we're glad that you're here. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. My dad was an alcoholic. Nobody in my family went to church. I, I never heard the word saved or born again until I was nearly 16 years old. My second oldest sister, some folks were knocking doors, and they kept going back. They got her uh, to get saved, led her to Christ, and she came over, and uh, she had just gotten saved and told us she got saved, and honestly, we had no idea what she was talking about. I never heard that term, saved, and uh, so long story short, she got me to go to church with her uh, to a revival on a Thursday night, and I got saved, amen, and that was 45 years ago. And then a lot of my family began to get saved. And on a Sunday morning, the preacher had our family to stand. There was over 20 of us from a family that never went to church, never heard the word saved, that had gotten saved. You probably know the name Carl Hatch. Brother Carl Hatch led my dad to Christ. And uh, on a special Sunday there at the church where I grew up. And uh, so again, we're glad and delighted to be here. What a joy uh, to be here tonight. If you have your Bibles there, 2 Timothy chapter number 4. If you're able, if you don't mind, why don't we stand tonight, 2 Timothy chapter number 4. Just again, thank you so much for your hospitality and being so kind to us. Uh, Appreciate all the meals and just everything, the gifts, uh, the gifts. Someone given us a flashlight and gave my wife a flashlight and uh, with our name on it, okay, that was genius. Thank you for that, all right? Second Timothy chapter number 4. Second Timothy chapter number 4. If you would, I want you to hold your place there. And then uh, I want you to hold your place here. If you could do this, go to Genesis chapter 8. Could you do that for me just really quick? Genesis chapter number 8. Hold your place. Second Timothy, the book of Second. Timothy chapter 4. And we're going to run over just really fast. I just want to show you a verse. In the book of Genesis, chapter number 8, okay? Genesis, that's the first book there in the Old Testament. Genesis, chapter number 8, and look with me, if you would, at verse number 22. Genesis 8, I'm going to read it first, and then we're going to go to 2 Timothy. I want you to notice, Genesis 8 and verse 22, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, in cold and heat, in summer and winter, in day and night, shall not, what does it say? Cease. So God says, as long as there's going to be uh, the earth, there's always going to be seed time, and there's going to be harvest. God says to Noah, there's going to be cold, and there's going to be heat. There's going to be summer, and there's going to be winter, and there's going to be day, and there's going to be night. 
And God says, it shall not cease. Now go to 2 Timothy chapter number 4, the book of 2 Timothy chapter number 4. And if you would, look with me at verse number 1. 2 Timothy chapter number 4, and look with me if you would at verse number 1. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure uh, sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Our Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for this great church. Uh, we thank you for the testimony of this great church. And, and God, all that you've done here through the years. And God, we thank you for housing Anderson College, Lord. And God, how you blessed there. And uh, Lord, just what a good spirit there yesterday and today. But Father, we're a needy people. And Lord, no doubt there are needs in this room tonight. And so, Father, I pray tonight that you would help me, that you'd make me a blessing. And, Father, we love you. We're going to thank you for what you're going to do. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray and ask it all. Amen. You may be seated. I really appreciate your patience. I want to give you two words here in 2 Timothy chapter number 4 and verse number 2. Notice Paul is writing to a young preacher. His name is Timothy. And he says, preach the word. And then he says a, a phrase that a lot of you have heard, no doubt, probably for many years. He says, be instant in season and out of season. You know, nearly all of my preaching life, and I've been pastoring our church would be 39 years come January. And I, I've heard a lot of preachers uh, explain this verse, and I'm not going to try to... Uh, reinvent the will and give you a different interpretation here, but I am going to give you an application uh, from this text tonight. He says to Timothy, I want you to be instant in season and out of season. And normally the way I've always heard that, that phrase that, that uh, explained was, you know, a preacher should always be ready uh, to preach. And I believe that's there. I believe uh, we can uh, see that, that, that we should always be ready to preach. I remember one time going to a revival meeting. I wasn't going to preach the, the meeting. I was just going to attend and support the meeting. And uh, uh, the preacher got up like y'all did tonight, and they opened up with some songs, and then the preacher came behind the pulpit, and he said, you know, the evangelist is not going to make it. He's broken down and uh, I'm going to need one of you preachers uh, preach tonight. Boy, my heart started pounding. And, uh, and right before we left, this is true, right before we left, my wife and I and the children got in the car, and I said, you know, I better go get a message and put it in my Bible. You just never know. And, uh, and so uh, the preacher said, let's have another song. We said, they need another song. And then the preacher came back. He said, Brother Carr, I want you to preach for us tonight. And I was went, man, I'm glad I put that message in my Bible. And so I believe as preachers, we should always be ready, and I understand that. But the word instant here, it means to be pressing, uh, to, to be urgent, to, to be earnest. Uh, it means to be present. It means to be at hand. And so Paul is telling Timothy, I, I want you to be urgent. I want you to be, I want you to be present. I want you to be at hand. Uh, I want you to be, uh, uh, to be earnest. Now, when does he tell Timothy to do this? He says, I want you to be instant. Watch this. In season, in what? Help me out. Out of season. 
Now, the word season there, it means to be well-timed. Or it means this, a fit or suitable time. And so he's telling Timothy, he says, I want you to be urgent. I want you to be pressing. I, I want you to be earnest. I, I want you to be that way when it's in season and out of season. You and I tonight would say this, that the in season is the proper time. We would say the in season is the day. We would say the in season is the summer. We would say the in season is the hot. We would say the in season is the up. We would say the in season is the on. You and I would explain the out of season this way. We would say the out of season is the on proper time. We would say the out of season is the night. We would say the out of season is the winter. We would say the outer, uh, the out of season would be the cold. We would say the out of season would be the down. We would say the out of season would be the off. So Paul is telling Timothy, Timothy, I want you to be urgent. I want you to be earnest in season, out of season. Day or night, summer, winter, hot, cold, up, down, on, or off. Are you with me tonight? I want you to be instant in season and out of season. You know, I, I really kind of had this idea when I got saved and uh, began to grow some as a Christian that, you know, maybe as I grew as a Christian that finally I would get to maybe a, a point in my Christian life where I kind of, you know, plateaued and kind of arrived a little bit and uh and now everything would kind of just smooth out and kind of you know all the problems would go away and the Christian life would you know get a lot easier and, and I kind of thought that as a pastor you know after you stay at a church you know 39 years that you know the ministry would begin to kind of get a little easier and you know things get a little better and you know uh but can I tell you that is not how it is in the Christian life uh, God says to Noah, here, here's a Bible principle. Here, here's a promise. As long as the earth exists, God said in Genesis chapter number 8, there's always going to be the night and there's always going to be the summer. There's always going to be the winter and there's always going to be the summer. There's always going to be the up and there's always going to be the down. Are you with me so far? And so let me just give you like two or three statements and then we'll get to the message okay let me say number one sometimes in the Christian life we find things easier than other times sometimes we just find things easier than at other times for me personally sometimes I, I find it easy to preach sometimes I find it easy to sing sometimes I find it easy to pray sometimes I find it easy to give sometimes I find it easy to come to church sometimes I find it easy to praise the Lord sometimes I find it easy to read my Bible uh, sometimes I find it easy uh, to, to be married can I get a witness there in, in the Christian lives you know, when, when things are on the up, when things are the day, when, when, it's, when it's summer and, and when it's on, sometimes we just find things just a little bit easier sometimes than we do at other times. Statement number two. I said number one, sometimes we find things easier than at other times. Statement number two, sometimes things seem to be harder, maybe they are more difficult than at other times. 
I have found sometimes in my Christian life as a preacher that it was maybe hard to preach. I find that maybe it was hard to study. I, I found it maybe it was kind of hard for me to pray. I find it kind of difficult maybe for me to, to, to show up for church or to give or, or to go soul winning. And, and sometimes in the Christian life, you find things sometimes that's uh, easier than at other times. Uh, I remember my dad passed away uh, on a, a Monday morning. He died in his sleep and my mother uh, found him there uh, when she got up and and uh, we had the wake Tuesday night and, and we had the uh, the funeral Wednesday and and, the, and we left the graveside service at about 2.30 and we were starting a mission conference about two hours away you know for, 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 for the meeting to start and uh, time we got home and I can remember I just said I left the graveside of my dad and now we're fixing to kick off a, a, a mission conference and to be honest with you tonight I, I found it hard uh, to go to church that night I, I found it hard uh, uh, to sing the songs. I, I, I found it difficult. And, and, and the truth tonight is sometimes we find things uh, uh, more difficult than at other times. Exactly a week from tonight, my brother-in-law, who was, uh, I surrendered to preach uh, January the 17th. And, uh, and my sister uh, said to her husband, who was my brother-in-law, I want you to come hear my brother preach. And, and, and he said, I, I don't want to hear your brother preach. I'm not interested. And she said, just come one time and just hear him preach. And, and so uh, my brother-in-law came because my sister uh, asked him to come. And, and just that particular Sunday morning, I had preached on hell. And uh, he came and he went home and he began to pace the floor that Sunday afternoon. And came back before church started uh, uh, that Sunday night. And he said to me, Dan, he said, can you can I talk to you before church starts? And I said, sure. We went to my little office there. And he said, uh, he said, if you can take that Bible and show me from the Bible how, how to be saved, I would be interested. And I said, I could do that. And I, I tucked the Bible and led him to Christ. And this was three, uh, two and a half months after I had surrendered to preach. He stayed with me for 38 years. He was my song leader for 38 years. And uh, uh, for, uh, eight days ago, uh, Wednesday night, uh, we had history. And he was been with me for 38 years. We had a stringer on Tuesday. Church was on Wednesday. Last Wednesday night, directly uh, from this Wednesday, last Wednesday night, it was hard at Faith Baptist Church. It was difficult. Why? Because we had lost a, a member faithfully every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday. We went to the, the prison for nearly 30 years. We, we rode together every Sunday morning for over 20-something years. We would meet at the church on Sunday morning at 6.30. He would always pray, and we would go. We'd start church at 7 o'clock, and uh, he would lead the singing, and I would preach, and we would leave, and uh, we'd go through Hardee's. We'd get us a, uh, I'd get me a, a sausage biscuit with a coffee with grape jelly. He would get a sausage biscuit with orange juice with uh, uh, with a strawberry jelly, and, and then we'd come to the church, and we'd meet in the fellowship hall and eat our biscuit together, fellowship for a few minutes. He'd come to the auditorium. I'd go to my office. We did that for 20-something years. And, and uh, his wife, who's my sister, at, at 625, Brother Caleb, uh, was about to pick me up last night. I was preaching uh, at your Bible Institute, and at 625, I was going to be picked up at 630, and at 625, my phone rang, my sister passed away. That was her husband I just talked about. We had his funeral a week ago, and her funeral will be this coming Tuesday. I'll be honest with you tonight, it, my heart was heavy, and it was difficult to, to go last night to preach at the Bible Institute. I didn't want to say anything, you know, you 
And, uh, but I just, I'm just being honest with you. Sometimes we just find things in the Christian life uh, more difficult than we do at other times. Uh, may I say number three tonight quickly. Remember this. Remember this. The end season is not going to last. There's nothing like getting encouragement at church on a Wednesday night. I said, hey, if it's summer, cheer up. Winter's coming. Hey, if it's day, if it's day, night is coming. God said that in Genesis chapter number 8. God said as long as there's going to be this earth, there's going to be night, there's going to be day, there's going to be winter, there's going to be summer. We call that life. I remember a young preacher had just got voted in at a particular church and it was about an hour or so and he was down on the coast and he came by our church and me and my assistant pastor had just made some visits and got out of the car. He pulled in and, and uh, uh, rode down the window. He hit a little butt. That window went down and we walked up. He said, Brother Carr, I, I just want to show you uh, the new car my church just bought me. Now, he hadn't been at his church even a year. And the, and the, uh, the church bought him a, a brand new car. And man, I was looking at it and I said, man, that is nice. That is, that is beautiful. Man, I am so glad for you. And I was thinking in my heart, man, I've been at my church for 25 years and the church ain't never bought me a new car. And I shouldn't have did this. I know it was wrong and I know it wasn't spiritual. But as I, uh, as me and the assistant pastor begin to go into to the church and, uh, and I looked at my assistant pastor, I said, you give him about a year and that church would probably be trying to run him over with that new car. And I, and I know that was carnal, that was being mean. But a year later, he called me weeping and crying and that church was voting him out. Are you with me tonight? He was in the summer but winter came. And so tonight, you say, preacher, I, I, I mean, everything's going good in my life, and everything's wonderful, and, it, and it's, uh, it, it's day, and, and everything's great. Hey, cheer up, winter's coming. But can I help you tonight and say this to you? Remember, remember, hey, the out of season will not last either. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And may I say tonight, listen to me. Hey, if it's winter tonight, hey, summer is coming. Hey, if it's night, listen to me. The day is coming. Hey, the Bible says, hey, as long as this earth exists, there's going to be night, there's going to be day, there's going to be summer, and there's going to be winter. We call that life. And all of that is introduction, Okay. And so I want to give you some thoughts quickly tonight on the in season and out of season. Let me just give you some thoughts quickly tonight. Number one, God is the same in both seasons. I said God is the same in both seasons. You know, no matter what the season is, if it's winter or if it's summer, if it's day or if it's night, if it's up or if it's down, if it's on or if it's off, do you know tonight Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever? You know, the seasons will never change God. Can I show you this verse? You'll love this. Go to Psalms 139 quickly tonight. Look at Psalms 139. The book of Psalms 139, and look at verse number 12. The Bible says, Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. Did you know, did you know that the night doesn't throw God off? Now, you and I get in a car, we have to turn the lights on, but the night, did you know God can see as good at night as he can in the day? 
Do you know God has to never wait, you know, for the daytime to, to, to come and go, oh, I can see the earth now. Are you with me tonight? God can see just as good in the night as he can in the day. Did you know God is the same in the, in, in the summer as he is in the winter? I submit to you tonight, number one, God is the same in both. Number two, remember, both seasons are necessary. If I had to be honest with you tonight, I, I'm just like you. I like the summer. I like the day. I like the own. I like when my attendance is up. I, I like when the offering is up. I, I like it when folks are being saved. I, I, I love it. I, I, I love, I, I love the, the day. I, I love the summer. I, I, I love the hot. I love the up. I, I, I love the on. But do you understand tonight that both seasons are necessary? We give an invitation tonight. Probably nobody will come to the altar and say, oh, God, give me winter. Oh, God, oh, God, give me winter. Oh, God, give me the night. Oh, God, give me the down. But you know God in heaven knows that you and I need both seasons in our lives. I submit to you tonight, both are necessary. Now, I'm from the, what we call the deep south. We're, we're right not far from the Gulf of Mexico. We're as far as south in Mississippi as you can go. And down in the south, and we don't get a winter like y'all get a winter. We get about three days of winter, 62 degrees, and we think, man, it's freezing. We don't know what winter is compared to what y'all have. I, I, I get all of that. But we love when the winter comes. Do you know why we like winter in the south? Because we have mosquitoes. And mosquitoes sometimes can get about as big as a quail. And you get these big mosquitoes, and, and then the winter comes, and it begins to kill off the bugs. Are you with me tonight? Could you imagine if we didn't have winter, how big those mosquitoes could be? They'd be like an eagle. They'd be flying, land on you, stick their beak, suck all your blood out, you drop dead. Are you with me? But you know, God in his wisdom knows that we need all the seasons. Both seasons are necessary. It is often in the winter when we get closer to God. It is often in the winter when God really begins to grow us. It's often in the winter when we really begin to find out where we are as a Christian. And when it, you know, when it's summer and it's up and everything is going great. Are you with me tonight? It's pretty easy to be a good Christian. But how are you in the winter? How are you in the night? How are you when things are down? I said, number one, God is the same in both. I said, number two, both seasons are necessary. Number three, don't let either affect your labor. Go with me, if you would, to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 11. The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 11. I said to the Bible college, I say to you tonight, I, I didn't have the privilege of going to a Bible college. I, I'm glad my boys got to do that, and it just didn't go that way in, in my life, and I wish I could have went. But Ecclesiastes chapter 11, and I don't have it all figured out, and I don't have all the answers. But when my phone rang yesterday, and my nephew's on the other end who goes to my church and sits on the, the second pew on my left, and he's weeping and crying. You know, I'm just being honest. You just want to get a plane and fly back home. You just want to get on a plane and go back home. But I got some work to do. 
I'm fixing to be preaching here in about 10 minutes. What do you do? I, I'm not saying I did the right thing or the wrong thing. I don't always have all the answers and, and, and have it all figured out. But look at Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse number 4. The Bible says, He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. And if all you focus is on the seasons, you're going to wind up, you know, not laboring for the Lord because the truth is problems are going to come and going to go your whole life. And if you're only going to serve God in the winter, you're going to be serving him about three months out of the year. You hear what I said? If you're only going to serve God uh, when it's day, then you're going to only be serving God about 12 hours out of the day. But God wants us to be faithful to serve him in the winter or the summer, when it's up or when it's down. I'm simply saying to you tonight, don't let either season affect your labor. Sunday morning, me and my brother-in-law had went to the prison as I described and I had preached and we got back to the church. My phone rang and uh, one of my staff says, preacher, somebody hit our bus. Had a wreck. And I said, well, let me know what's going on. A few minutes later, he called back. He said, preacher, preacher, the man that hit our bus, it killed him instantly. This is Sunday morning. What do you do on Sunday morning when, when somebody uh, is killed that hit one of your bus? I did not know what to do. I really didn't. So I had to go out there, and I go out there, and I, I shouldn't have, but I looked in the little S10. The man was driving, and, and he hit our bus so hard, it totaled our bus. It killed him instantly. And so I went over and looked in the truck, and, and I, I wish I had not, but I looked in the truck and, and, uh, and had to answer some questions, and, and I went back to the church, and I didn't know what to do. I, I got up. We had church. I preached, and I told him when the services was over. My congregation had no idea how heavy my heart was. And when your pastor comes behind this pulpit, sometimes you, you, you really don't know all that he's carrying and all that he's dealing with. Our house burnt down on Easter morning. We lost everything we had. What do you do? What do you do when it's Easter morning and, and you get a call that your house is on fire and my wife goes out and then I go out between Sunday school and church and or with Sunday school, I had a man teaching Sunday school for me and I run out there real quick and there's your house, it's on flames and the police there are, are, are soaking the house and trying to put the fire out. What, what do you do? It's Easter, it's Sunday morning. I didn't know what to do. I just went back and preached. Are you still with me? What do you do when Katrina hits and nearly wipes out your whole congregation? What do you do when COVID hits? What do you do? I'm simply saying, number one, God is the same in both. I said, number two, both seasons are necessary. I said, number three, quickly, don't let either affect your labor. Number four, don't let either affect your decisions. A lot of people make bad decisions in the winter. A lot of people make bad decisions when things are down. A lot of preachers resign their churches when it's winter. A lot of couples get divorced uh, when it's winter. A lot of members quit church uh, when it's winter and difficulties come to the church. Uh, I submit to you tonight, don't let either affect your decision making. Whether it's winter, summer, up or down, on or off, don't let that be your decision maker. Amen. Let it be the will of God and what God wants. You say, Pastor Carr, have you, have you ever thought about or, or, or ever, you know, maybe contemplated uh, resigning at your church? 10,252 times. You said, you ever do it? Never did it. 
You said, you ever, you ever had any down days? I've had some down days. But God gave me a verse and said, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You're kidding yourself tonight. All of us are going to have some nights and days and winters and summers and ups and downs. But don't let that be your decision maker. May I say quickly tonight, don't let either affect your spirit. Don't let either affect your spirit. Go with me to Philippians chapter. Now, that, this is getting a little more difficult now. Don't let either affect your spirit. You remember, you remember the, uh, the story of Paul and Silas in Acts 16? You remember they was beaten and they was thrown in jail? And, you know, what were they doing at midnight? You know the answer. They was complaining. Paul was saying, I am done with the ministry. I am calling it quits. No, they was praising God at midnight. Well, that's the kind of Christian I want to mature uh, uh, to, to become. What? Uh, no matter if it's winter, summer, up, down, on, off, night or day, don't let either affect your spirit. Philippians chapter number 4 and verse number 11, not that I speak in respect of won't, for I have learned in what service state I am therewith be, to be content. Paul said in verse 12, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. See, some people know how to abound, but they don't know how to abase. And everywhere in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. It sounds like me, Paul the Apostle was saying, hey, whether I'm full or hungry, up or down, he didn't let it affect his spirit. Job said, after all of the tragedies, Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Don't let either affect your spirit. I said, number one, God is the same in both. I said, number two, both seasons are necessary. I said, number three, don't let either affect your labor. I said, number four, don't let either affect your decisions. Number five, don't let either affect your spirit. And then lastly tonight, don't forget, you're going to have both. In the Christian life, there's going to be some winters. There's going to be some summers. There's going to be some ups. There's going to be some downs. There's going to be some nights. There's going to be some days. God said, as long as this earth exists, you're going to have that. But can I show you in closing something very interesting in the Bible? I want you to go to, let's go to uh, Revelation first. Let's go there really quickly. Let's go to Revelation chapter 21. The book of Revelation chapter number 21. I want you to see this really quick. Revelation chapter 21 and, and look with me at verse number 23. The Bible says, And the city, Revelation 21, verse 23, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Look at chapter 22 and verse number 3. The Bible says in Revelation 22, verse 3, And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servant shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. Watch this. And there shall be no what? No night there. 
And they need no candle, neither light of the sun, S-U-N. For the Lord giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Now watch this. Go to Psalms 104. The book of Psalms 104. The book of Psalms 104. And I'll give you this thought and we'll be done. Psalms 104. And look with me at verse number 19. The Bible says this. He appointed the moon for what? Help me out. Psalms 104 verse 19. He appointed the moon for what? For season. Revelation said one day there's going to be no more moon or sun, S-U-N. One day God is going to say to the S-U-N, God is going to say to the sun, and God is going to say to the moon, you are dismissed from your labors. I have no more need of you. And then in Psalms 104, in verse number 19, the Bible says he appointed the moon for seasons. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying there's going to come a time in our lives, we that are saved, there will just be summer. Can I get some help? There will just be the night. We call that heaven. I made that statement about the moon at another church. And I was kidding when I said this, but I said, is there a scientist in the room? And a, a man punched his wife like this. I, I saw, I actually saw it happen. He, he did this to her. I said, is there a scientist in the room? And she kind of did this. She raised her hand. I thought, I would never dream there's a real scientist in the room. And I said, to her, and I was preaching. I wasn't preaching to her. But I said, the Bible says he appointed the moon for seasons. And I said, I, I don't understand it, but the moon's got something to do with the seasons. And she sent me an email, and this is what she said, the scientist. She said, when it, this is on December, uh, no, it was uh, November uh, uh, 23 of 22. When it came to the part of God appointing the moon for seasons, you were asking if anyone is a scientist in the room, and my husband poked me, so I raised my hand. I'd like to share... Uh, to you, Pastor, what I found out on my, on my way, on way, the Bible says that he hath made the moon for seasons. In our generations, we were uh, not taught so. We only knew the moon influences tides and such because of its gravitation pull on the earth. When you mention it during preaching, I first thought that maybe the Bible was referring to the tides our moon's phases, uh, our months. But lo and behold, here I found out that in 1993, a couple of French mathematicians showed how our moon stabilizes the Earth's tilt, which is directly responsible for us having summer and winter and in the betweens. Without the gravitational pull of our large moon, the Earth's tilt would uh, very widely and irrectly, and so will our climates and seasons. And that is why he hath made the moon for seasons. It is just amazing to see how God's word always holds true, even in the natural world, when we uh, just tried to catch up with our understanding. Thank you, Pastor, for being a help and encouraging us with God's message.
I wasn't a scientist. I just believed the Bible. And she nicely said, we stay true to the Bible, they'll eventually catch up. <laughs> and I'm saying to you tonight, there's going to be some winners in your life. There's going to be some nights in your life. There's going to be some downs in your life. But don't quit on God. Don't quit on church. Don't go foul for divorce. Don't go find another church because somebody hurts your feelings. Because it's night, it's dark, and I encourage you tonight, summer's coming. Day is coming. Stay faithful to the Lord. Timothy, Timothy, be instant. In season, out of season. Timothy, I want you to be urgent. I want you to be pressing. I want you to keep going. Whether it's day or night, up or down, on or off, summer or winter, Timothy, Timothy, I want you to stay with it no matter what the season is. Can I encourage you tonight? Stay with it no matter what the season is. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed tonight. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I believe Christians, I believe marriages can have, churches can have, summers and the winters. Our church for nearly 30 years just experienced growth. Not, not amazing, you know, record-breaking growth, but for years we, we had growth, and then it's like somebody turned the switch off for a little while. It's like the winter came and the night came. I didn't know what to do. I knew quitting wasn't the answer. It's like winter had moved in. It's like it was four feet of snow and it was dark in Gulfport, Mississippi. All I knew was to be instant in season and out of season. When it's up or down, on or off, day or night, summer or winter, be instant. In season and out of season.